Hi, my name's Andy Chamberlain. I'm a writer and creative writing tutor, and you are listening to the Creative Writers Toolbelt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. And welcome to episode 46 of the Creative Writers Toolbelt. This episode marks the start of a new series for the podcast. I've spent the last few episodes looking at story, structure and plot, and now I'm going to spend some time looking at characters and characterization. And as usual, the series will be punctuated with some interviews and I have some excellent guests lined up to talk about their areas of expertise. But first of all, in the last episode, I mentioned the creative writing course that I'm going to be involved with. And I want to talk about that again. The Art of Story is a one-week residential course in the Lake District in Cumbria, England. It's running from the 9th to the 13th of November, and this course will build your skills through teaching across a range of topics from generating story ideas to story structure to understanding how to create intriguing and believable characters to learning about setting and how your voice works as a writer. You'll also benefit from individual feedback on your work from the resident tutors. The course includes accommodation, breakfast and lunch it costs 350 pounds for the week but if you're new to our lakes courses and we run these every year and you're a subscriber to the creative writers tool belt you can get a 10 percent discount on that price by quoting the code c WT10 on your application form. And this offer applies to anyone who books for the whole week, gets their application form to us by the 30th of October, and has never been on one of our Lakes courses before. If you're interested, you can get more information from the First Page Courses website. That's www.firstpagecourses.com. Or you can email me, andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com. And remember, when you apply, quote that offer code CWT10 on your application form. I look forward to seeing you there. So let's get back to the episode today. I'm going to focus on what I think is the most important aspect of character development in storytelling. And that cuts across fiction and memoir and autobiography, pretty much any kind of writing that you do that involves the presentation of characters. And that critical aspect is this. You must know the essence of your character. You must know that essence and you must be able to communicate it to your readers. You must know who the character is. You must know the character not just the characterization. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to try and show you what I mean in this episode by answering three questions, and they are, one, what is the essence of a character? Two, how can I, as a writer, create that essence? And three, how can I share that essence of the character effectively with my readers? So let's start with the first of those questions. What is character essence? Well, have you ever done one of those exercises where you create a character by picking and mixing physical characteristics, emotional characteristics, other aspects of a character? You know, you can pick hair colour and size and weight and height and temperament and perhaps political persuasion and so on. Now, these exercises have their place, but it's likely that if you start with this process, when you come to the end, you'll be left feeling unsatisfied. Why is that? Because on their own, these exercises might tell you something about what your character is like, but they won't tell you who your character is. Now, think about someone that you know well, really well. It might be your partner, a family member, a good friend of yours. Think about that person right now. Now, if somebody asked you to describe that person, you would be able to give a list of some of those characteristics. But all of these things would be about that person. They wouldn't say what the core of that person is, that deep sense of who they are. And that sense of who the person really is, who the character really is, is what we're aiming for in our writing. And the challenge for us as writers is to bridge that gap between features and aspects of the character and really knowing who they are. 
So think about that person you know well again. When you think of them, you can conceive of them in one go. You know who they are in a single encompassing thought. That's what we're aiming for when we create characters. But here's the challenge, taking a reader from the point of introducing a character that they don't know at all through to them sensing the essence of who that character really is, that's a hard thing to do. That's the challenge we have. And to understand the essence of a character, we have to appreciate that characters are both simple and complex. They are simple in the fact that if we understand their essence, then we understand, in a sense, all of them in one go. But they're complex as well, because each character, each person that we know, are a complex web of opinions and attitudes and physical characteristics. So as writers, our challenge is to create the complex character whose essence can be known quickly by our readers. And that brings us to our second question. How can we, as writers, create that character essence? Well, to understand how to do this, let's look at some examples. I've picked two characters, and the point of the exercise is we're going to try and understand their essence, as well as the features and facets, the kind of characteristics that the author uses to describe who they are. We want to see if we can understand how the author has given us the essence of those people. And I want to do that by particularly focusing on the introduction of each of those two characters. The first one is Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series, and the second one is Sam Gamgee from The Lord of the Rings. Now I've picked these characters as well because they're quite famous and you probably have some idea of who they are already. The problem with that is you may well also have an idea of them from the visual interpretations that you've had of them. What I want to do is to try to focus on these characters as they appear in the books. So let's start with Hermione. In the first Harry Potter book, we're introduced to Hermione as she helps Neville to try and find his lost toad. And JK Rowling gives us a little bit of physical description of Hermione before we then see her in action. I'm gonna read a short passage from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone so that you can see what I mean. In this scene, Ron and Harry are in a train carriage and Ron is just about to do some magic when Hermione bursts in. He had just raised his wand when the compartment door slid open again. The toadless boy was back, but this time he had a girl with him. She was already wearing her new Hogwarts robes. Has anyone seen a toad? Neville's lost one, she said. She had a bossy sort of voice, lots of bushy brown hair and rather large front teeth. We've already told him we haven't seen it, said Ron, but the girl wasn't listening. She was looking at the wand in his hand. Oh, are you doing magic? Let's see it then. She sat down. Ron looked taken aback. Uh, all right. He cleared his throat. Sunshine, daisies, butter mellow, turn this stupid fat rat yellow. He waved his wand, but nothing happened. Scabbers stayed grey and fast asleep. Are you sure that's a real spell? said the girl. Well, it's not very good, is it? I've tried a few simple spells just for practice and it's all worked for me. Nobody in my family's magic at all. It was ever such a surprise when I got my letter, but I was ever so pleased, of course. I mean, it's the very best school of witchcraft there is, I've heard. I've learned all our set books off by heart, of course. I just hope it will be enough. I'm Hermione Granger, by the way. Who are you? She said all this very fast. Harry looked at Ron and was relieved to see by his stunned face that he hadn't learned all the set books off by heart either. I'm Ron Weasley, Ron muttered. Harry Potter, said Harry. Are you really, said Hermione. I know all about you, of course. I got a few extra books from back for background reading and you're in modern magical history and the rise and fall of the dark arts and great wizarding events of the 20th century. Am I, said Harry, feeling slightly dazed. Goodness, didn't you know? I'd have found out everything I could if it was me, said Hermione. Now this scene is a wonderful introduction for Hermione and the author J.K. Rowling presents us with a number of facts 
about Hermione, but it's not just facts, it's the context in which they're presented. What have we found out? That Hermione's bossy, but willing to help. She's very studious. She's taking her studies seriously. She's read all the set books already. She's knowledgeable about Harry Potter and a good many other things probably. We've also found out she's not a stunningly beautiful girl. She has brown bushy hair and big teeth. She seems to be confident, at least superficially, and happy to take command of what she perceives to be the slightly hopeless boys around her. And take note that this scene works particularly well because Ron, Harry and Neville, all the people around her are boys. And the point here is that we are beginning to get a picture of who she is. We begin to feel just from that introduction that we have some sense of what the essence of Hermione is. She is in a way familiar, but there's just enough about her, just enough uniqueness to make sure that she's not a caricature. Now let's have a look at an, another example. And this is dear old Sam Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. And the first time we get a look at Sam is in the passage where Gandalf realizes that his conversation with Frodo about the ring is being overheard. Gandalf reaches out of the window and pulls Sam in. This is how Tolkien describes that moment. As the scene starts, Gandalf has been talking to Frodo. Suddenly he stopped as if listening. Frodo became aware that all was very quiet inside and outside. Gandalf crept to one side of the window. Then, with a dart, he sprang to the sill and thrust his long arm out and downwards. There was a squawk and up came Sam Gamgee's curly head, hauled by one ear. Well, 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 bless my beard, said Gandalf. Sam Gamgee, isn't it? Now what may you be doing? Lord bless you, Mr Gandalf, sir, said Sam. Nothing, leastways I was just trimming the grass border under the window, if you follow me. He picked up his shears and exhibited them as evidence. I don't, said Gandalf grimly. It is some time since I last heard the sound of your shears. How long have you been eavesdropping? Eavesdropping, sir? I don't follow you, begging your pardon. There ain't no eaves at Bag End, and that's a fact. Don't be a fool. What have you heard, and why did you listen? Gandalf's eyes flashed, and his brows stuck out like bristles. Mr Frodo, sir, cried Sam, quaking. Don't let him hurt me, sir. Don't let him turn me into anything unnatural. My old dad would take on so. I meant no harm on my honour, sir. He won't hurt you, said Frodo, hardly able to keep from laughing, although he was himself startled and rather puzzled. He knows as well as I do that you mean no harm, but you just up and answer his question straight away. Well, sir, said Sam, dithering a little, I heard a great deal that I didn't rightly understand about an enemy and rings and Mr Bilbo, sir, and dragons and a fiery mountain and an elf, sir. I listened because I couldn't help myself, if you know what I mean. Lord bless you, sir, but I do love tales of that sort. And I believe them too, whatever Ted may say. Elf, sir, I would dearly love to go and see them. Couldn't you take me to see the elf, sir, when you go? Suddenly Gandalf laughed. Come inside, he shouted. And putting out both his arms, he lifted the aston astonished Sam, shears, grass clippings and all, right through the window and stood him on the floor. Take you to see the elves, eh? he said, eyeing Sam closely but with a smile flickering on his face. So you heard that Mr Frodo is going away. Now in this passage, the fact that Sam is discovered in the act of eavesdropping gives us a wonderful chance to see Sam's character. He's hauled up by one ear. Gandalf doesn't seem to be particularly worried and certainly Frodo's reaction shows that Gandalf isn't particularly worried. Sam, meanwhile, then blusters that he's not heard anything and then later on confesses that he's heard quite a lot. He appeals to Frodo, he panics, and then he gets excited about the fact that he might go with Frodo to see the elves. So what do we make of Sam from all this? Well, we know he's Frodo's gardener. We know that he's inquisitive and he doesn't like to be left out. We know that he is a simple soul and he's pretty much completely without guile. 
He's capable of wonder. He's excited about the idea of seeing the elves. He's an emotional character. And perhaps most importantly, he's very loyal to and loves Frodo. And so again, we have a number of physical and characteristic and social cues going on here, but it's the amalgamation of them. It's the way they work together that's important because as they come together, as we saw with Hermione, we begin to get a sense of the essence of Sam. And we can understand Sam's simple dependability, but with the additional features that are unique to him, his love of gardening, his love of the elves. So we have these two characters and they have made an impression on us. The author has been able to create the essence of the character very quickly and very well in those introductory passages. And in each case, the author goes on to build on that foundation to round the character out, to enrich them. How did they do it? How have they achieved the creation of these amazing characters very quickly? Well, that's our third question. How do you create the essence of a character and present it effectively to your readers? Having looked at these two examples and some other ones, I have learnt six lessons on this subject and I want to share each one of them very briefly with you now. First, use the setting and the context to present the characters. Hermione is helping the hapless Neville to find his toad. She is in a setting which she's quite comfortable with, the use of magic. She sits down with Ron and Harry to see Ron try and fail to do some magic. Sam Gamgee is plucked from his shears as he's doing some gardening or pretending to do some gardening. So he and Hermione are both in a fairly natural context, a context in which their characters can be revealed. Second lesson, show a character by presenting them with other characters. Hermione's bossiness comes through from her interaction with Neville and Ron and Harry. Sam's excitement and lack of guile comes through from his interaction with Gandalf and also to an extent with Frodo. Third thing, to help with this, use dialogue. Again, as J.K. Rowling did with introducing Hermione and Tolkien does with introducing Sam, the dialogue, both the content and the way it's delivered, is really important in showing who the character is. Fourth lesson, make sure that your physical characteristics are not just a kind of pick and mix, but they're actually sympathetic to the essence of the character. Hermione has bushy hair and rather large teeth. That kind of builds with who she is. Sam has curly hair and he's pulled up by his ear. That's a very physical action. We can, we can see it in our minds as we read the words. And these characteristics and other characteristics of these characters that we find out are very sympathetic to and complementary to their essence. Fifth lesson, create a character that readers would recognize, but introduce elements to make sure the character is original. What we're not after here is a caricature or a cardboard cutout. The best characters are recognizable, but they also have unique features. Hermione is bossy, but she's also quite compassionate. Sam is a simple gardener, but he's very loyal to Frodo, and he has a love and a passion about seeing the elves. Sixth and final lesson, which I've tried to show through picking these passages, think carefully about how you introduce your characters. First impressions do count, both in real life and in creative writing. So make sure the introduction of a character achieves as much as possible the presentation of that essence of them. Let me summarize those six points for you. One, use the setting and the context to help present your character. Two, show your character through their interaction with other characters. Three, use dialogue to help support the creation of the character and to present them. Four, use physical attributes which enhance and complement the essence of the character. Five, create a recognizable character, but give them their own unique features. And six, think carefully, especially in the introduction of a character so that you can achieve that objective of presenting their essence. I hope you found all of this useful. 
In this episode, I have quoted from The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, published by HarperCollins, and the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, published by Bloomsbury. If you'd like to get in touch, you can drop me a line. It's andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com. We also have a Goodreads group, goodreads.com. Just go there and look for the Creative Writers Tool Belt. I hope you found this useful. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.